Welcome to another episode of On the Clock. We're here with your host, Raul Lascano and George Martinez. You're on the clock. What's going on, the clock fans, man? We got a special, special edition here uh, of On the Clock Radio. We have a very special guest. We we had to do this. Uh, normally, we record on Mondays and Thursdays, and we release it, but this is a very special guest all the way from Houston, Texas. Uh, we have Justin Allen from All In Sports Performance, uh, Nike Elite Trainer, so this is going to be a dope show, man. You guys don't want to miss it. Uh, and don't forget, you guys, please, please visit our website, otcsports.com. Um, visit IG, On the Clock Radio, and our Twitter, On the Clock Radio, as well. Uh, I don't think we should do anything else man let's just get right into it what do you think george let's get right into it man i think so let's too. go ahead and bring justin on the show right now let's do this right now all right on the clock fans man i got a special guest in the building you won't believe it i have the very own justin allen man justin allen's joining the show what's going on sir how you doing i'm doing pretty good thanks for having me today oh man thank you thank you for joining like i was telling you before man before we jumped on and Man, I'm looking at these workouts. I'm like, these are intense. These are intense. George's wife started doing beach body fitness with him. And then I've been trying to just do fitness in general. Uh, spent 15 years in the military. So I'm trying to get back to what I used to be. And uh, I've noticed that it's not exactly working <laughs> like I thought it would. Uh, <laughs> and definitely didn't do it. But if you can give us a, a brief background on you and, and how you got started and, and things like that, man, I, I, would be, I would love to know, man. Uh, man, I recently... Uh... As a kid, uh, I believe I manifested it you know, for sure. As a kid, I, I grew up wanting to have a gym. Um, the dream was to go um, grow up, play professional ball with my brother, and um, open up a gym to kids that were less fortunate like us and um, didn't know about trainers or um, training facilities until we were finished with high school. Um, late in the senior year of high school, early freshman year, realizing that the uh, guys we competed against had trainers and then growing up um, going through college and having the experience that I had um, I had uh, multiple surgeries um, and and I uh, went in depression when my career was over uh, from the injuries and from there man I, when I woke up from surgery I, I just knew my career was over the pain I was in mm. uh, but I, I fought hard to try to come back and uh, nearly impossible for me I had a, uh, uh, I had a double hip reconstruction and a uh, micro fracture on my right side so then I, um, during the time of my, my depression, I began writing my name down one day. Um, I had moved with my brother. He was playing for the Colts. Wrote my name down on his um, dinner table right. on a piece of paper. I just kept writing it down and actually found it the other day. And I had wrote down all in athletics in uh, 2016. It was, I think it was July 2016. I, I had all in athletics um, um, on a piece of paper. Um, and wow. so long story short. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I knew I, I, knew I wanted to stay around sports because I wanted to um, help the young generation, and I also wanted to get into the community. Also, wanted to get into the get into the community to help um, everyone with their day to day life. I feel like we're all athletes, um, so I want to help uh, general fitness clients reach their goals and teach them about uh, functional movement. I just the typical list so that most people just want to look good, but sometimes looking good isn't. isn't the most healthy when you're just looking good. You know what I'm saying? You oh, can yeah. focus too much on being spread. You can focus too much on squat. And you're you're missing a lot of key components that um, keep you healthy. And, and, and so that was one of the – those reasons are why I got into training, and I wouldn't change it for anything. Oh, that's awesome, man. And I saw you I saw you working out with the Houston Texas receiver. I saw you working out with um, – what's his name? Grayson over there at the, at the Bucks. I, saw, I was like, man, these are – 
These are what I'm talking about, man. And I'm a wide receivers coach, so I'm looking at your drills. I'm looking at the drills and like, oh, yeah, I need these footwork drills to help out my guys in <laughs> high school, uh, especially starting. What is your – is that your specialty, just doing footwork, or is it the overall the entire body uh, performance for an athlete? Um, I began just doing footwork, uh, but, but my love has grown um, tremendously in the, in the last couple, uh, couple of months for sure. Um, I began to pick, pick up more books and read more about the body. Um, and I fell in love with the strength training. Um, I want to be well-rounded. I want to be able to provide everything for each and every athlete. I, I, growing up, I was never a one-dimensional kid. My, my dad's military, so he didn't raise me to be one-dimensional. So just um, activating my brain and, and challenging myself. Um, I love challenges, man. And, um, I want to be able to provide the best services to each and every athlete that I come in contact with and each and every person that I come in contact with. And I want to be able to provide them with the information that they need even if it isn't, if it isn't my, speci- my specialty, mm-hmm. um, just to be able to give them some, some information to uh, lead them in the right direction. Um, and I, I keep it simple. Uh, for footwork, as, as you've seen, the footwork drills that I do, I do nothing special. It's, it's all about um, teaching people the little things that we tend to overlook mm-hmm. that are most well, that are most of the time the most important. So I start off with the basics and I, I build up from there. Once we master, once we master, once I feel like and each athlete has mastered what we set out to accomplish. Then we will go to um, the advanced movement and mix the drills up a little bit. Typically get great athletes over at Jefferson High School, good receivers and stuff. What are some things that you think in high school-wise from freshman or senior year, what are some things that you think the kids should work on leading up into college that they should know about? Uh, it's important to know your body. Understanding foot placement, understanding why your foot placement is important, and, and then learning how to do it. Most athletes know how to play football, basketball, soccer. Like, it's just some of the good athletes play off instincts. But a lot of injuries occur to those players um, who aren't taught the proper way to do things uh, and learn how to control their body. Um, you can teach a player, you can teach many players um, how to get off the ball. You can teach, shoot, you can teach general, general, you can teach, teach someone off the street, like a stranger you don't know, like, Stance and start, right. but as soon as as soon as you start um, teaching the stance and start and and everything else, you're going to start to see everything else um, show. Okay, he might be explosive off the ball, but he doesn't know how to explode, how to control um, his body or control himself after he explodes off the ball. And I think that's the most important thing, and what separates the good from the great, especially after seeing the improvement of each and every athlete, just by teaching them the simple things. That, like I said, we tend to overlook because we just most most of us as kids we just want to play, and nobody ever is like when you're good. Nobody's ever like, well, let's work on the basics because they just let you continue to do what you do best. And I feel like um, when a lot of athletes come to me, um, it's, it's a regression period because they're like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? They're so used to being progressive because people people put them through things that they can do, and the and the, the confidence is high. Um, I like I like to put them through things that that challenges them, so it also shows me and teaches them where they are mentally, um, the, which is where the game is won and lost at. So th- those are little things that I use uh, mentally and physically for athletes. Yeah, and you brought up a good point because a lot of times that's how you reach a new ceiling. A lot of these athletes, when they're in high school and, and back, and just like you mentioned, you know because they're great at what they do, a lot of us coaches use that mindset, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. 
And a lot of times what happens is just because it ain't broke doesn't mean it can't be improved. And, and you yeah. hit on a lot of stuff right there where, you know, you make them feel uncomfortable because that ceiling needs to be, in order to be good to gray, you have to redefine what that ceiling looks like and what it feels like for that athlete. So that way they can become a better athlete going down the road. Now I know, a big part of that development process has a lot to do with their recovery and how they recover faster. So talk a little bit about the recovery for these athletes and things they can do to take care of their bodies as they recover from day in and day out. No, that's, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, that's probably the most important for an athlete. Um, as we all know from being former athletes, uh, we want to go every day, every day, all day. And we want to give it everything we got to give ourselves an opportunity. But if we're not taking care of our body properly, it's, it's just going to break down. So I, what I like to do is I like to start start and finish my athletes out with foam rolling. Because, um, you know, most the most elite professional athletes, they get these deep tissue massages and they have um, hands-on um, body work that allows them to take the beating that they take in and out of the season. So teaching these young athletes the importance of foam rolling and actually doing it on a daily so that they can – um, get the knock out their legs and get the soreness, lactic acid through the massage from the from the uh, from foam roller. Um, I think that is that is the biggest help that I have seen in my athletes because now they they see the difference from actually foam rolling and get the little massage feeling and deep tissue work, and then they remember how they felt before. They're coming, coach, I'm sore, coach, coaching this and coaching that, and little things of that. And another key thing. Educate them on being hydrated, um, right. drinking enough water. Even when you're not thirsty, that doesn't mean you need a high intake of water. And I try to try to educate them that on that those two things: foam rolling as many times as you can think about it a day, and um, drinking water as many times as you can think about it a day. Because if you're thinking about it, or even if it's times where you're not thinking about it, but you see it nine times out of ten, you need to be drinking it. So um, those are two major things that I. Hop on my athletes so that they can stay, that they can stay hydrated, muscles can stay hydrated, and that they're you know, getting their daily massages so they're taking care of the muscles. Um, so the muscles are prepared for, like I said, the beating and the pounding that, that we put on them daily. Yeah, no, and, and, you know, the, the one thing I want to get your take on too is I know in Texas, as much as it is here in Florida, football has become almost a, a year round type of sport to all these different seasons. And like you mentioned before, you never give that body that time to really recover yeah. day in and day out. Talk a little bit about the, the nutrition part of it. Cause again, these athletes are trying to build muscle, right? They're doing the workouts, they're doing the field work, they're drinking the water, but if that nutrition aspect of it is not there, it's going to, it's going to drag and it's going to hurt them at the end of the day. So talk a little about the nutrition aspect of it. And some of the things you talk with their athletes around nutrition, how to take care of their body from a meal perspective. I like to tell each, everyone that I work with, um, you don't become a professional when you make it to um, whatever. If, you, if you're an NBA guy, you make it to the NBA. NFL guy, you make it to NFL. You have to understand that that starts when you start playing that sport. You got to play a professional before you get there, and that that comes with taking care of your body, understanding what you put into your body, so that you know what you're going to get out when when it's game time. You know what I'm saying? When it's time to perform and practice, um, you're going to know the fuel and the energy that you're going to have from eating the right things, um, eating lean, um, staying away from certain things that that you. Everybody's different. Some someone may eat um, chicken and they might 
have enough energy energy to um to finish a whole game. You know what I'm saying? Somebody else right. may need fish. It, you got to figure out what works best for you, and, and that's just understanding your body and understanding who you are. And and I I try to te- teach each and every athlete that I work with um, to be f- further along than what's expected. Nobody, most high school kids don't worry about what they're eating right now. They're still eating pizza before no. games, trying to load up. You know what I'm saying? You're <laughs> absolutely right. I got I got high school kids that walk up to practice with a Frisco burger from Hardee's, and I'm like, what are you doing right yeah, now? Are you it, kidding me? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. and, and, and and I was one of those kids as well. You you don't know any better until you get to college and you see the seriousness of it. Right. And you see um when you see that elite athlete taking care of his body, um, you see him eating well, you see you see him how how he articulates his words, the way he walks, the way he he's a leader, you you start to see sometimes we just need that example. And some and then, you know, nine times out of ten you're not gonna get that example in a in a, in a middle school or a high school. Uh, kids are still growing. Kids are still kids, but the ones who want to um, reach those goals um, sooner than others, they're going to take the time to um, play with things, man, and have their parents get them a nutritionist to tell them the the right intake. Um, if it's too high, too low, and the right foods meals that they should be eating, so that their parents can um, implement them. What I'm doing right now is I have a meal prep um, woman that I'm working with, uh, Jazz Chester Brown. And um, she helps me get the athletes the proper meals and the proper um, carb intake so that they can perform um, through their workouts and take it uh, further when they get back to uh, whatever school, NFL, NBA. Those are little things that I do. And the one thing I want to give you just a personal shout out for here on the podcast is you individualize this for each individual athlete. I can't say how many times I have conversations with trainers or or people that 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 say they're doing the right thing for the kid and they just group them that everybody does the same stuff. Everybody does the same workout. Yeah. Everybody's on the same plan and it doesn't work for everybody. Like you mentioned, each individual person is different. If you don't know what your individual body needs, and you're doing the same thing as everybody else, it's not going to react the same. It's not going to develop the same. So exactly. shout out to you, man, for for really breaking that down into the core for what each individual athlete does on a day in and day out and really how can they better themselves knowing their own makeup. Right. And that's huge, and, and I appreciate you for doing that. Yeah, because I got I got, I got high school athletes that think their makeup is freaking hamburger, hamburger, spaghetti, <laughs> freaking Wawa. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know how big Wawa is in Texas, but it's huge over here, and these kids are eating Subway Wawa sandwiches by the freaking foot. I'm like, man, you can't eat that 20 minutes before practice, man. You, gotta, you and can't. Wonder, and then wonder why they get a cramp in yeah. the third quarter. And, and, and exactly. just, like, just so you know, our high school, we're a, we're no-huddle, fast-tempo we're snapping the ball at 13 seconds. So we're, you know, you got to have your cardio. I mean, even for the linemen, you got to have your cardio way high. So you're burning off these calories and you need to replenish correctly. I got kids that are, you know, they're, they're coming up to practice and I'm like, did you just drink a Red Bull? And I'm like, yeah, I got to. Oh, no. Are you kidding me right now? Oh, man. He's definitely about to throw up. Right. Yeah. And then all I do is we keep. The second quarter. Yeah, yeah. We keep about four nah. or five trash cans by the field when we practice. Just yep, go over there. We know who the criminal is. Because when I went to college, nah. it's like you said about nutrition. I ate everything under the sun in high school. When I got to college, they broke it down to freaking, I don't know how everybody else does it. They had to, you know, the wide receiver group, the DBs, the linemen, quarterback, running backs. They had it broken down to everybody. And then what they did was they, at the cafeteria, they had like colored dots on the system. So whatever your nutrition was for that month or week, or whatever you're trying to build up to, you have to go to the dots. So if my position coach told me, hey, we're with the red today, 
You look at everything you're allowed. You're only allowed to eat whatever red dot is <laughs> is on the menu, and you're like, "Oh my god, I am being deprived." But yeah, it helped me. I went from 175 to 190 real quick, and I was just, I was like, "Okay, I understand now. This is this is how it's done." Most definitely, you, you, it showed you the importance of discipline, having discipline, and, right. and being taught the right thing. Um, and I think that's 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 another one of the biggest reasons. That's another big reason why I got into training. A lot of us lack a lack discipline. We don't want to be told what to do, or we think we know something, or we we it's just it's just natural, you know what I'm saying? And I think some of us understand what's going on. We can indirectly help um, those who have those types of attitudes, uh, characteristics, or uh, personalities. Um, just let them know, like, hey, this isn't anything personal. This isn't someone trying to run who you are. Somebody trying to teach you the right way. Um, to do things, to become a man, to become a woman, um, just to be a better human. So that that I like what you saying that it just triggered um, one, one uh, another key point that I use for even being a trainer. So that's awesome. I want to switch gears with you a little bit since I know you you you're a sports heavy guy, man. Me and George in a couple podcasts a while back, we we had the best wide receiver duo that's going to be in the NFL. I mean, if there is a 2020 season, but the best wide receiver duo that you think, do you have a top five duo that you think we need to be watching out for? Cause just a little background, George is a huge Tampa Bay Bucks fan and he's, he's all bought hey. in with this Tampa Brady. Hey, uh, listen, push. Listen, before you finish, before you finish, that was what was going on my mind. I listen, I'm yes. going to play with Tom Brady. Yeah. I'm better, my, <laughs> listen, I will, look, I'll just give you a little experience. Oh, Playoffs, but, Playoffs versus Jags. Uh, Patriots down twenty, th- late third quarter. Man, my my heart is beating out my chest. I'm like, I'm like, God, I know you didn't bring my brother here just to lose. Like, you know, we want this Super Bowl ring. Like, I'm, right. I'm talking about. I'm saying every prayer that don't even matter right now. And I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm nervous. Like, I'm, I never cheered I, in my entire life. I've never cheered at a game. Right. Nothing. Only, only for my brother. Literally. Right. This. This game, I'm on my feet. I'm like, man, let's, let's go. What y'all doing? Why y'all moving so slow? Yo, man, y'all don't want to win, bro. Like, wow, bro. So I'm frustrated, right? right. Ne- next thing you know, I'm watching Tom Brady. Tom Brady's on the sideline. He's on the sideline. He's like, he's doing the LeBron. You know how LeBron does a little, the little, he pumps his leg and he kicks his knee up like, Come. so I'm like, Brady's calming the bench down. And I'm like, bro, why is he calming him down when we're down 20? Just turn the ball. Like, what is going on? Right. Bruh, I seen a total shift. They get the ball back. So the Patriots turning over. Boom, like two plays later, they end up getting it back. First play, Grady throws it to Gronk. Touchdown. Next play, Boom. turnover. Grady throws it to somebody else. Touchdown. I'm like, oh, snap. And then it happens again. It's like, here we go. Two minutes. Now I can see the momentum shift. And this is why I talk to kids about being disciplined. And also being able to control your composure. And yeah, I watched Brady. I watched Brady throw that touchdown, that final touchdown. I believe it was either to Edelman or Grunt to win the game against the Jags. And they went on to win the Super Bowl. And I used this live moment that I went through personally to tell kids, like, yo, I lost all my composure. <laughs> but when I, when I saw Tom Brady come, I was like, oh, my God. And I watched the comeback. And, and, and it showed me what separated the good from the great. If there's time on the clock, why am I playing? Right, I gotta do right. all I gotta do is ex- I execute what I have to do, and then I can this, and then I put the team, other team in the in the position that I was in, and now they're worried about me. Now the pressure's on them. Right. All you gotta do is all you gotta do is continue to execute. So if you ask me about dynamic duo, 
than anybody who 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 has Tom Brady behind center. Like, and then, and then you got Mike Evans, you got Goodwin, and a lot of people haven't even talked about him. Um, one of the guys I've been training, um, Cyril Grayson, man, dude's an Olympic track star. I think he led the Saints in receiving yards last year. Didn't mm-hmm. even play football in. Didn't even play football in college. What? He tra- he ran track at LSU. Yeah, Cyril Grayson, crazy story. He ran track at LSU. Um, and he had got, got, he ran, went to pro day, ran a 429, I believe, 428, 429, 433 unofficial, something like that. And he wow. got an opportunity, um, with a few NFL teams. Um, but he actually got the opportunity with the Saints to get the ball. And so he got to show what he can do. And then the Cowboys picked him up like week, like week 14, uh, week 12, something like that, like week 12, 10 or 12. And then he ended up finishing the season with Tampa. Went on the active roster like the last few games, two or three games. Um, I think he's one of the, he, nobody's talking about him right now because, you know, he, he's one of the young guys, but the improvement that he's made this offseason, um, he's locked in and whole game to a whole nother level for him. Mentally, physically, emotionally, it's like just as a man, like he's crazy to watch. Well, you, you just, you just boosted. George's head Absolutely. even more like he, <laughs> he's such a high bucks fan that like now he's like oh yeah I knew about he's he's shaking his head at me like yeah I knew about Grayson yeah we're on and I'm looking at myself crap because now I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad Brady j- just so you know I'm a Miami Dolphin fan so with your brother I was like oh this is great like I, I love the Miami Dolphins been a Miami Dolphin fan I was born in Miami I'm a hurricane I'm a heat I'm a Marlin I can't I can't turn my back on the city you know, we just got two, so I'm, I'm like, okay, so I guess we'll try to do some. He's on cloud nine over here. He's calling his shot every day. Oh, we're going to be in the Super Bowl at Tampa. We're going to win the Super Bowl in Tampa. We have the best wide receiver. I'm like, bro, <laughs> you just put him on cloud hey, nine, man. Hey, hey, listen, back to the flag, a spade is a spade. Yeah, you're right. You're That's right. right. You're right. You're right, man. Until, look, until you can show me otherwise, on paper it's hot. Yeah, it is. It is, man. On paper it's hot. It is. And, and that's, the, that's the part that I'm telling him. I'm like, look, I, I, I've been a Tom Brady. Even though I was a Miami Dolphin, I, it was hard not to root doing this for 15 years. Like, it's been man. Killing. Man, I ain't even trying to cut you off. But we named everybody but Gronk. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right, right, right. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, you're right. Man. And he looks good in shape too. He looks yeah, Mike good. Evans and Gronk. Mike Evans. Just listen to this. Mike Evans and Gronk. Dude, just, Think about the red zone. Like, Think about the red zone. You got Mike Evans. You got Gronk. You got OJ Howard. You got Godwin. red zone. It needs. They need to call it touchdown zone. Like <laughs> red. <laughs> Back, back, in the day, back in the day, we used to have a kicker. Martin Gramatica was. We used to call him automatic. Okay, if we, if we don't call it that, we're going to call it automatic in the red zone. That's it, because it should be seven points <laughs> automatic time. every time. Every time. Should be. Exactly. So your exactly. top duos, your top duos is clearly what's on the Bucks team right now because they got Tom Brady. Who's your second and third? Who do you think is somebody else that we need to watch? Uh, um, just going off pure talent and athletic ability. Um, I like what the Cowboys did with bringing in today and Lamb. Adding him with, with, with Amari Cooper. Um. I, I think that that can be very scary with uh, scary. Um, um, yeah. Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. They brought in a guy that utilizes the outside receivers. Um, and and Sedan Lamb and and Omari Cooper are definitely um, the elite outside receivers. So I would say that would probably be my number two um, dynamic duo. Mm-hmm. I had the I had the opportunity to work with Sedan Lamb since he was in or Skitty Lamb. Most people like to call him since he was a junior in high school. Um, so I know firsthand what he can do. Before years before he even got there, so that'd probably be my number two, just off of potential um, and athletic ability, and 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 then adding that with the experience of uh, Michael Carter. Yeah, 
I agree with you. I told George in his division alone, they have great dynamic duels. I mean, even at the Falcons, you got uh, Julio Jones and Ridley over there that are easily one of the top receiver duels as well, sitting over there. Yeah, most definitely. But they've been they've been there. Right. True. Yeah, That's they've, been they've been there. They've been there. They've been there. You know, you you, you know what you get. Yeah. You, 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 they're elite. They're elite. Nothing against Julio or, or, or Ridley. They're elite, but you know what you get. Right. That's true. And Hopkins you know going saying? over to over to Arizona with. With Larry hey, Fitz. Hey, listen, hey, listen. That 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 would have been a little bit higher. Um, it's a little different with a younger quarterback. Right. Um, what year was what year was it from Mahomes? Three, four. Uh, from Mahomes in Kansas City is um year three. I think it, three or four. So he'll be going into his year fourth three. year. His fourth. He'll be going into his fourth year. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's rare out a year behind Alex. It's, it's it's rare to have someone come in and, and perform like uh, Mahomes, Deshaun, and Lamar. And even Lamar, man, had a, a, a stellar regular season, and the playoffs was a little bit different. Um, I don't know if it was it was it was uh, him nervous, the team. You don't know what it is. You know what I mean? So right. I would have that those two, Larry Fitz, DeAndre Hopkins, and um, they got somebody else over there. Who am I missing? They got somebody else over there, right? I'm missing Kirk, Kirk, Kirk. Yeah, Kirk. There we go. That would I, I would have had him a little. I would have had them maybe one or two if if. if if more is on year three, year three or four, because that that experience is is a lot, especially with the connection with those with the receiver. So um, I'm excited to see what Arizona does as well. Let me let me switch it up again because you mentioned Patrick Mahomes, man, and he recently hit that big contract, man. People call half a billion. It, yeah, me and George don't call it 503 million. It's half a billion dollars, man. For That's sure, half a billion dollars as a quarterback. All, all I got all I gotta say is about time. Yeah. Oh, so you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Do you think it's it's a good call about for them to time? do that? Man, listen. About time. <laughs> you understanding, understanding, um, understanding the value of somebody doesn't take. You, you, man, you seen this kid's value since he was a rookie. You know what I mean? I, and and a lot of owners make business decisions, but I think with a with, at the quarterback position, I think it's more personal because this is the guy who's leading your franchise. This right. is a guy who, right. you know what I'm saying? So you, you're going to want him around. It's the face of your franchise. You can't, I don't like how it's so much of a business that the, the personal um, is overlooked. And um, it's a little, it's, it's a lot of things that go on in the professional world that I think they should um, clean up and change because it's, it's misleading to the, to the youth. And um, I'm, glad, I'm glad that they, that they, that they um, took care of Mahomes. Oh, absolutely. And I was telling George, I said, I've never seen a half a billion contract, man. That's, that's dope, and he that deserves it, man. He deserves, especially that performance he did in the Super Bowl. I mean, I've been oh, watching. Man. Oh my God! After hit, after hit, after hit. I don't. I don't even think it was. The, I think it was the, the performance before the Super Bowl. Wasn't they? Wasn't they down? Like yes. Yeah, you're, right. you're right. Yeah, that was the performance. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I ain't, even talking, I ain't even talking about the Super Bowl. You don't get to the Super Bowl without the, the performance without before the Super Bowl. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> For real. Right. Hey, so. The, the, the Super Bowl was a bonus. Like, yeah, that was. That's a bonus the, game there the after, after that comeback. That, that was a bonus game. Yeah, yeah man. I had a good that friend was... of mine. A good friend of mine. His name is Duke. He uh, goes ahead and he's a president of Tampa Bay Jags youth football, youth football here. And he's a 49er fan. And we watched the Super Bowl together. And I'm going to tell you what, man. He left early. He didn't, he didn't want to see the rest of, <laughs> of Mahomes killing his team. He was happy when they were up by, you know, 20 to 3 or 20, whatever it was, 2010. He was like, oh, yeah, this game's over. And I was like, I don't know. That kid's got a lot of magic, man. And when he came back and won that Super Bowl again, I'm like, pay up, big guy. <laughs> he had to pay up 200 bones man, for, for that game. Man, listen, this is, this is, this is, we, we, we've watched 
a few of these young guys revolutionize the game. Pat Mahomes is known for doing things that we're told not to do. No look passes, and 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 that's and and that's where coaching and playing crosses the line. There's a lot of no nos that you can't tell a, a playmaker not to do. You know what I mean? Um, and, and and you got playmakers at the quarterback position in national national NFL. Um, and and you got Lamar, you got Deshaun Murray's up and coming. Um, those guys are elite. Mahomes has already. Has already reached his payday. Scary to see what you're gonna do with Deshaun. Oh, right. uh, he, he has. It's scary to see what you're gonna do with Deshaun. Absolutely. Like he's and he's impressive. And sit there and think about thinking about you know that Mahomes game, like you mentioned earlier, in that conference championship game that got him to the Super Bowl. That was very Brady esque in that game because they were down. You never saw him panic on the sideline. You saw him keep his composure, go out there, and, and just like Brady did. Right, a couple of years back when you were talking about it, you got on that roller coaster and you got on that ride, and and all of a sudden now you're down by 17, now you're down by 10, now you're down by yep. 7, now you're up by 7, yep. and you just start taking off. And, and that's what Randy yep. Moss on ESPN, he was on first take with Stephen A. and Max Kellum, and, and he was telling him, you know, he thinks Mahomes is going to be the GOAT of, of NFL here in a couple of years. Like he's going to be the GOAT the next. When Tom Brady, you know, finally calls it, quits, and he retires, Mahomes is going to be able to take up that mantle as far as being the goat, now mm-hmm. Shannon Sharp didn't like it. Shannon Sharp on Undisputed didn't like it, but um, I do think I th- he I think, think he's going to be right, man. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't. I think it's too early to just say that because there's a lot of young quarterbacks, and you can't measure you can't measure um, who's the better quarterback off of a Super Bowl ring because it's a team sport in football. Um, so saying he's, he's going to be the goat when you get, you don't know how Lamar progresses as a passer. You don't know how Murray progresses as a passer. You don't know how if golf puts it together, how he's supposed to. James Winston with the Saints now, you don't know if he puts He's still young. You don't know if he can do a Sean Payton, man. This dude might become lethal, you know? Um, Learning from, learning from Breed. Like who, like a lot of people judge James Winston, but who has he learned from? You got to look at Aaron Rodgers, learn from Brett. Yep. Um, Mahomes got to learn from Alex. And 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 Alex is no slouch, man. Right. <laughs> Come on, you right. got you got you got these guys got to learn from from elite quarterbacks. And you know what I'm saying? That's my biggest scare with Tua at the Miami Dolphins. I was talking about this with George. I was like, look, I, I'm happy we got Tua. I, I watched him at Alabama. I think he's a I think he's a great quarterback. But what I'm afraid is, who does he have to learn from? Now I know Fitzpatrick is over there, and, and there's no it's, no it's different. He was coached in high school. He was coached in college. True. That's true. He, I, I mean, it's safe. That's different. He, yeah, you got to look where he. You got to look where he went and why he went there. He was. He was. He. The mentality he's coming into the NFL with that was instilled. I, I'm not. Don't. I don't want to discredit his middle school, elementary, or high school coaches as well because they could. They could have. They had just as much to do with as Belichick. I mean, as uh, Nick Saban. But coming from a system, um, coming from the Alabama system, um, I think that gives two a leg up. Okay. It's, it's a no no nonsense program, right. and we're here to win now. Right. So you made me feel better. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> you made, you made, yeah. You made me feel I, I better. I like I like it. Okay. I like it. It, it. It's different, man. A lot of these guys are actually being coached, and, and that's no no shot at any coach. It's just it's just reality, man. You can't. There's so many kids on the roster. There's so many. It, it's a win now thing, man. It's not. 
hey, let's 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 let's, let's help you become the best uh, player that you can be. That's a, if any coach in America says that that's what they're able to do and coach, they are. If if that because if that's true, why does professional athletes come to train them? So right. so so the, a lot of coaches get training mixed up with coaches. There's a difference. I, I, don't, I don't I don't get into the wars of training the coaches and, and the formal players that don't like training. Because a lot of the former players that don't like training played off of natural instinct. So they don't understand the importance of an athlete that has to work for the, the talents that that player has. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that comes through training and learning. And then you got some elite athletes that they play the ball, play the game, but they can't tell you how. Can't show you how. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. You're right. They just were elite. I'm talking about Hall of Fame guys that can't, they can't break it down to you, but they could, they could, they can break down a film right. and they can ball, but when you ask them, when you ask them to show you the proper footwork or the proper this, they can't. Right? They didn't do it. And you got some of them that some of them act like they did. And I'm not taking shots at anyone. I'm just, I'm just, well, I'm just real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I want people to be the same way I am. I want people to be real, be real with me. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So it's just if 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 coaches, trainers, um, parents, and athletes all work together, we would be speaking a whole different tune right now but it doesn't happen like that. Absolutely. Speaking of college, I wanted to ask you, recently the Ivy Leagues have canceled their their season. Uh, We're looking at colleges now going back to just playing their conference games. What are some of your thoughts on that, man, of college, how that's going to transform in 2020? Do you think NFL is going to be the same way where they only play within their region, or do we have a season? What what are some of your things? Because COVID really changed everything, especially – I tell you, at the high school level, man, we you know we don't even know if we're going to have a season here. I know Florida's big on football, and so's Texas. But uh, recently, we had a, a kid on a four-star offensive tackle from California, who's like the number one lineman in California. He was like, "Look, man, we might not have a season in the state of California. We we don't they don't even know if there's going to be football." But uh, do you think mm-hmm. there's going to be a college games, or or do you think we're just going to see the, the beginning of the end here in a little bit? And I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think nobody knows, and I'm right. not going to sit up here and sit up here and take. I, I'm not even thinking that for. I, I I want there to be a season because I I want these athletes to get what get what they work for and right. to be even if it's half a season, man. Cut the games down to half and, and and do whatever you can if possible, as safe as possible for the kids to be able to play. But at the same time, you don't want to put anybody in harm's way uh, right. and and things and things explode. So um, I don't think anyone knows what's gonna happen. I, I just want the kids to be able to get what they what they deserve, whether they are able to play this year, or if it if it if it has to wait until things calm down yeah, um, later in the year. It's a business at the end of the day for college and NFL, and these guys in college trying to get to NFL, they're going to need at least five or six games, at the least. I'm thinking to, or maybe eight games to at least, you know, for the NFLs to get a good look at them. And, and shoot, same thing for high school, man. We missed all spring season. A lot of kids were betting on offers coming through for that spring season and now they missed it. And now they're hoping for just something for their final senior year before they try to make the jump to college, man. So I I feel you, man, it's going to be, it's going to be, nobody knows. We're just taking this day by day. I got for This is going to put you in the pickle. MJ or LeBron James. Who's your guy? Oh, good. My guy, my guy. No pickle for him. That that was was easy to say. There ain't no pickle, man. (laughs) Y'all, y'all, y'all seen uh, what was it, the last dance? Absolutely, yeah. We did a whole podcast over it, man. We love, I love now, watching it. Now, 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 answer this: What NBA player have you ever seen hang in the air like that, move around the rim like that, like? With the exception of rest in peace, Kobe Bryant is probably the closest athlete. And, and, 
That's it. Be, listen to what your word. Listen to your words, though. The closest. The closest. It wasn't closest. even close. Right. It wasn't even. Love Kobe, bro. Love Kobe. Rest in peace. Right. It wasn't even close. Right. Right. I agree with you, man. I agree. I told these kids over at high school, we were the high school kids. They didn't want to believe me. I said, man, listen, I know you love LeBron. There's no no disrespect to that, man. He is phenomenal. He is really, really great. You, you, but Mem you know, is a different you know, animal. You know what I loved about MJ? What's that? Bro, when they showed him speaking, the way he articulated everything and the way that yeah. he was so professional. Oh, my. That was, that was the best part for me. The <laughs> way he was so professional at a young age, man. Like, I literally, like, like, I've been reading so much lately. Like, I get inspired by little things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It wasn't the basketball that I, I I've already, I already kind of figured that he was like that. You know what I'm saying? Too many people talking about him. He was like, a, he was like Michael Jackson of the, of, of the world, of, of basketball, like to the right. world. You know what I'm saying? He, I mean, there were some things that, that, there that, some that, things that I was, I was shocked on too. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, when, when the, when the players talked, his teammates talked about how, how he was, uh, you know, a tyrant. How much of an a hole he used to be, and this and that. I'm, I'm thinking, like, yeah. man, I didn't think, I didn't think MJ was like that. But then MJ come there, like, yeah, you know, if I had to push some people along because they didn't want to be pushed, yeah, yeah I did it. But and leadership but, but, comes but, with a price. Exactly, yeah. he wanted to win, bro. Right, like, and, and 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 when he comes with with no nonsense, right. like any distraction, anything other than us, um, that anything that's not helping us win is a distraction. Right, and, and a lot of people don't understand. That. Oh, you too serious? No, I'm not too serious. Really, I think. I think um, what separated MJ was uh, he his willingness to to eliminate all distractions to win, and I, I don't think I, mean, I think that made a lot of people uncomfortable because they were willing to go that far or sacrifice that much um, to win like he was, and so they took it. They when they didn't take it serious, and and he reacted. They they took it. They, you know what I'm saying? They felt well, some type of way. But they took it personal, exactly. But yeah. if if our, if we're getting paid to play this game to entertain and, and our goal is to win a championship, then that means removing all distractions and putting in um, doing whatever it takes, um, the, the right things um, to win. And, and Jordan demanded that from those around him. Um, I think Kobe had a lot of that in him as well because he learned from um, Jordan. So I think that's one of the biggest things that separated the two. I agree with you, man. I totally agree with you on the clock that we call this and that. And this and that are questions, man. These are random questions. Uh, don't panic. It's nothing that we're going to put you in a bind or nothing <laughs> like that. Um, they're just random questions that we like to do on the show with, with guys that we uh, we interview, man, and it, it, it kind of makes them laugh. But uh, for this and that, we got you on this and that for right now, man. So for this and that, man, we got these questions. And, and again, some more athletes get to uh, get to a little personal with you. But here's here's my first question for you. And I can probably already tell how this is going to go, but I'm going I'm to ask it anyway. So here we go. Are you an iPhone guy or Android? iPhone. Oh, see, I knew it. Every D1 athlete we've interviewed is iPhone, but their parents got Androids. So me and George think they're trying to live through their parents or something. Like the parents are trying to live through them or something. I'm like, nobody hey, my, that's my responsible friend. has a Samsung or Android. <laughs> like it's My parents have iPhone. My parents have Android. See? See? And uh, and my wife's got Android and I'm thinking I'm looking at her like, Are you kidding me? Like Clearly, you're not the responsible adult here. Clearly, you're not. <laughs> All right, this next one here. All right, so, so, so this next question here I got for you. I'm going to give you a million bucks, okay? You have to take a shot from the three-point line. You make it, I'm going to hand you the bag. You miss it, no social media ever again. Oof. Do you take the shot? Oof. Give me the bag. <laughs> give me the bag. Oh, you, so you're making that three-pointer, huh? 
give me the bag. Man, that's how strong and careful. Look, hey, look. I, if, if I didn't, if I didn't do what I do, I wouldn't even have social media. Oh. And I could do what I do without social media. That's you know true what I'm saying? Too. Well said. I, I feel like I, I feel like this God given. You know what I'm saying? So, shoot, give me the ball. <laughs> Hell yeah, hell yeah. Give me the ball. Hey, Give me hey, the ball. Hey, have my bag ready. For you. Hey, man, this is why, and it, just speaking of taking a shot, this is why I hit you up on Twitter. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to take me a shot here. I'm going to ask this this gentleman to come on to the show. You know what I'm saying? And that's why okay. we shot it. I got another one for you, bro. Here, here's another one. You a PlayStation or Xbox guy? I don't play video games. Oh, man. I mean, to me, that's a working. I ain't going to lie to you. These high school kids got me hooked on it. I used to stop, but... I'm a PlayStation guy. I used to play all the freaking time, and it's only because these kids want to test me. They, you know, they, they I can't run, I can't run sprints with them anymore. So you know, what I'm saying I'm not gonna do the drills. So I'm like, yo, let me beat you on this Madden so you can understand and respect me by tomorrow. You know what I mean? Most definitely. That's the only way I play games. If it was with uh, athlete, um, niece, nephew, son, daughter, something like that. Right. Um, so I, I, other than that, I, I've never been. I mean, when I was younger, younger, like. Fifth grade, fourth grade, but I grew out of that so quick once I started playing sports. So I'm gonna ask you here: Who was your favorite receiver all time? That's a hard question. Oh, it's loaded. It's a loaded. That's a hard question, but <laughs> hard question, but for me, Steve Smith. Wow! Um, wow! Yeah, man. Yeah, I feel like I feel like he was so underrated. Yeah, I feel like he was so underrated. Like he's one of the smallest. He's like Allen Iverson to football for me. Yeah, um, I agree. Good so, point. I, I was a basketball player in high school, middle school and high school, and I had Steve Smith on my background of my of my page because of his the way he played the game. Like he was a, he was a dog. He was he was a real savage. Like you know what I'm saying? Like right. it didn't matter who you who you put in his face. Like hey, this gonna, this is gonna be a fist fight. Like <laughs> this this this, this so one of us come out of here. One of us coming out of here you know what I'm saying bleeding like one of us gonna be leading this game hurting and and he he showed um he showed how to play the game with passes he showed what playing he showed what giving his all and uh like playing he, he sometimes he went overboard of course but I mean we're human man we all make mistakes but uh, seeing both sides of him and seeing him now, man, I, he's a big part of why I even started playing football when I switched to college. Like I said, I was a basketball player with Steve Smith in my background of my MySpace. Um, and <laughs> people were like, bro. Yeah, you took bro, us back there. Yeah, you took us back on the MySpace. Literally. <laughs> literally, bro. I'm in middle school and people were like, bro, don't you play basketball? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, why you got Steve Smith in here? I was like, bro, I just love his energy. Right. And and that's a, and I, and that's what I try to provide as a teammate, um, even in life, man. At the gym, man, I'm I'm a, I can't even dance. I'm always dancing. <laughs> like it's just it's just a whole different vibe, man. I try to bring that energy and that tenacity every day. Man, I appreciate you, man. That's that's our section of this and that, man. I appreciate you joining that one, man. I appreciate you, man. Hey, man, I, I know you're a busy man. I know you're over there in Texas, man. I really appreciate you jumping on with us, man. I, and speaking of uh, football, the training, uh, man, I, can you let the people know where they can find you at? I, I know I found you on Twitter, but can you let them know where they can where they can find you at to get more training and, and look you up, man? Most definitely. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at JustinAllen underscore 13. On Facebook, Justin Allen. And then my website is www.all-ensportsperformance.com. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate you jumping on, man. And if you need anything from us, if you want to fire up and do another podcast, you and Big Bro, or you just just yourself again doing this podcast, man, let me know. We're, we're on it, bro. Most definitely. I appreciate it. You guys keep doing your thing. Keep doing the good things to the community. And I uh, hope you guys stay safe. I appreciate the opportunity again. You too, bro. You too, man. Thank you.
On the Clock fans, man, I hope you enjoyed that. That's a special, special man right there, giving his time to community as well. Uh, don't forget to check him out. If you're in Texas, make sure you look him up. His name is Justin Allen. He is the owner and founder of All In Sports Performance down there, doing an amazing, 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 amazing job, man. Also, you can find the this show on otcsportstalk.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram by simply searching on the clock radio. Don't forget our fantasy football league. If you're interested, shoot us a, a note, a message on social media. Let us know you want to participate. We'll add you on the list. Take on Raul and myself among, among the others to get that ring, get that trophy. Until next time, you're on the clock.